Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode. Eddie, when you think of pirates, what do you think of? Uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, those like, are good pirates. Yeah, so kind of like that has taken the forefront of pirate life you know, in my head. One of my students actually used Pirates of the Caribbean to point out how the Asian pirates ended up becoming subjugated to the white woman in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise because they're the ones who ultimately abdicate their power so she could become the pirate queen or king. Do you remember this? Elizabeth Swan? Yes. Yeah. So, because we were talking about like uh, representation in media and stuff. And so one of my students brought that up. I was like, that's an interesting read and point I hadn't thought about. So, yeah. So I'm just saying you picked a racist franchise. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, what do I think about when I think of Pirates? Captain Hook usually comes to mind. We just covered Peter Pan not that long ago. Uh, I would argue he is the weakest of the pirates. But no, today we're covering a world of pirates that is found in Netflix's One Piece, a 2023 remake or live action adaptation of an anime by the same name that is based off of a manga. And because Eddie and I are not anime stands, we have a guest today. So with that said, I'm Rolando. And I'm Eddie Z. And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast about unoriginality. So, as I said, we have a guest today, and that guest is none other than our buddy, Roy Feliciano. Roy, what's up? Welcome to the pod. Hey, hey. Um, Do I have to roll my R's like you did from now on, or am I okay I just speaking regularly? Roll my, I roll my R's for my name. Okay, sure. You've never noticed? I haven't noticed, because you don't do it. But I do. Sure. All right. All right. That's interesting. I don't go... I Wait, do I not, Eddie? Uh, I think when you introduce yourself to certain people, you roll your R's. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm just it. not worthy of an R roll. Is that what it is? Rolando. No, I guess I've been. I've been I think I've been saying it more and more. Rolando. Because Ro- Rolando sounds weird, doesn't it? Rolando, Rolando. I don't know. Eddie's like confused too. Like he's just like, what do you do? Yeah, so uh, Roy's our good friend, and he's also <laughs> actually he's like our dungeon master. That's true. He yes. has uh, done several campaigns for our Dungeons and Dragons group. He's um, one of the lead dungeon masters in our group, and we just recently completed a campaign that he ran uh, about Ravnica. So very, very good. We had a good time on that one. And Roy, you mean you were also- Ravnica? Ravnica, Ravnica, Ravnica. You know, I'm Ravnica. Create a DD character that just rolls their R's <laughs> for everything. I know it'd be ridiculous. It, it will be. It'll sound like an Eastern European person. Because uh, they roll their R's too, right? No. This is your world, Rolando. We're just living in it. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, in case you guys didn't realize, Nicole's not here today either. Uh, she is on a work trip, so she gave us free reign to do whatever we wanted. So we're going to cover One Piece because Eddie has been dying to cover this episode for quite some time now. Yes. And as we mentioned, I am not a big anime watcher in general, so we needed help. And Roy Feliciano, you are 
I mean, from what I know about you, you like anime, right? Oh, I what's love your, anime, yeah. What's your relationship with anime in general? Um, so I, I read manga more than I watch anime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't think I've watched an anime in the last month or two. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Last time we came over to your house, you had an anime on in the background. Yeah, I'm some the background, but I'm not watching it. It's like things I've already ah. watched or, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. So what's the last anime you watched? The last anime I watched... Oh, I gave um, Bungo Stray Dogs a try. Mm, I've um, never heard of this one. Okay, yeah, it's super popular. So unlike season three or four, it's um, super powered detectives. Um, yeah, it's all right. A couple of my students recommended it to me. And I, yeah. Um, the best thing I'm reading right now, though, and I always tell Eddie, Dr. Stone, phenomenal. And I haven't watched the anime yet. I'm waiting to finish the manga. And I'm on like the last couple chapters. And so there's an anime also for this one. How often right. do mangas become animated? Is that like a common occurrence? Or Yeah. Um, pretty much all the really popular ones, anime studios will fight to make them into animes. They'll right? fight for the rights? They'll fight for the rights, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like, so different studios will be like, oh, you know, this is really good. I want it. Um, they'll bid. And sometimes um, sometimes it'll like swap studios. Like one studio will try and it will fail. And then it'll go to like another studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pr- pretty often. Um, it's gotten to the point where there's there so many anime studios exist now that they're kind of looking back at series that haven't been turned into anime and they're animating those. So oh, every once so in a like, while, I'll see a series that I really liked. I'm like, oh, it's getting an anime, finally. Uh-huh. I got you. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So we're talking about One Piece today. And... Uh, are you a fan of the One Piece anime? Oh, I love One Piece, yes. So it's a series that I've read and watched. Okay, now, watched. Is it over? No, no, no. It's still continuing? It's still continuing, yeah. How is that possible? They've had over a thousand episodes. Guys, spoiler, there's a thousand episodes of uh, One Piece. Yeah. It started in 1999. Uh, there's over a thousand episodes, but I did you give up at a certain point? No, so the way, the way I do, my relationship with One Piece is funny. I'll, like, wait until, like, a whole bunch of them. So One Piece works with arcs. And if you know a little bit about the world of One Piece, it's an ocean world with islands. So every mm-hmm. island is, like, a story arc. So I'll wait for a story arc to end, mm-hmm. and then I'll, like, watch all those episodes. And some story arcs can be, like, 100, 200 episodes. Like mm-hmm. Wano. I think Wano may have been, like, over 200 episodes, which is the last island they just left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Okay, so they usually... Okay, that's interesting, because, like... I only watched a few, a handful of the episodes of the thousand. Uh, I think I've watched six episodes, right? That correlate best with like the first two episodes of the Netflix series, right? Mm-hmm. And but they're always floating around. They're like constantly sailing around. So what? They just hang out on bigger islands at a certain point. Is that what happens? Right. So in the beginning, when they're building up the crew, it's kind of like island crew member, island crew member, island crew member. But then eventually, they start to get into like the main story. Right, the race, the race to One Piece, the government, the fellow, um, the warlords, and the things they're doing, mm-hmm. and so they'll spend like entire story arcs with like characters and governments and laws and rules, and mm-hmm. yeah, then they'll be mm-hmm. off to the next island. Interesting. So yeah, so a little bit of background on this show. So this show is based off of a manga, as you mentioned. Who is the creator of this manga? What's the name? We, oh, so we call him Oda, right? Um, Ichiro uh-huh. Oda, E I I, yeah, Ichiro Oda, 
And yeah, it's, it was like really popular Shonen Jump series, mm-hmm. got animated, and yeah, took over the world. It did take over the world. So like the first time it came here to America, it was in 2004. It was brought to us by 4Kids Entertainment. Yes, uh, <laughs> I remember that. So those are it's the same company that did Pokemon? Did 4Kids? Probably. I know 4Kids did, did, did 4Kids definitely did Yu-Gi-Oh. Did they do Pokemon? Oh, maybe they did Yu-Gi-Oh. Maybe that's what, or maybe that's what I'm thinking of. They, they I know probably I, did. I, I grew, you know, I remember seeing the 4Kids a lot, like, yeah. in, like as those tags and stuff. But I was never a fan of it. The only anime I really watched was either Sailor Moon or Pokemon, right? So, like, this is a whole different ballgame. But, uh, Eddie, do you have a relationship with One Piece, the anime? No. No. And is there a reason for that? Are you not a fan of animes? So, um, usually I don't watch anime. I think the only one that we really got into was Attack on Titan. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was that was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that. But, re- re- I mean, I know that uh, Roy has recommended several animes um, throughout our, our friendship. How many have always, you watched? Those uh, recommendations I gave you. Attack Did you on, recommend Attack on Titan? Attack on Titan. I don't think. I think we. No, I Attack don't. on Titan was something I was seeing. Yeah, we, in, we saw in, the cosplay a lot yeah. in Comic Con, and I was like, "What is this about?" And then I was like, "Finally, like I gotta watch it." And then I was like, "I love it. I love it." So. So wait. Instead of a recommendation, your friend who loves you gave you. You took a recommendation <laughs> from random people you saw on the street. Okay. Just we didn't take the recommendation. We just saw the costumes. Just and the we were costumes. Like, oh, this is cute. Let me go check it Maybe out. Maybe if you would have wore a costume about the animes that you recommend, I would be more open to it. Speaking of costumes, Eddie dressed up as Monkey, Monkey D. Luffy for Halloween. Halloween. Yes, oh, cute. inspired, I assume. Yes, because I you... really, I really fell in love with the character. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But so I didn't see the anime, but I was. Um, quickly hooked on the live action on netflix live action mm-hmm. uh of course i was going like anything when it's like um from anime to live action um lately we've seen a lot of uh flops yeah so i was a little hesitant but i i sat down and i said well we're probably going to do this for the podcast let me just see the first episode and eight episodes later on that same night uh, I finished One Piece season one. You did, you binged and, it. Um, it's a holiday. I really, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the story. Um, I love this world. Um, and that reminds me of Earthsea mm-hmm. without yep. magic, or at least not well, it's some magic, but it's it's a little different from uh, Earthsea. But in that kind of world of world where it's more dominated by oceans. And you have these islands spread out throughout the world. Uh, and I was just fascinated from the first moment that literally uh, <laughs> when we saw the 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 pirate king going to be executed and he makes this contest. And all of a sudden, he transforms a whole generation. The whole generation there that, that was going to witness his execution he gave them all a purpose, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and uh, unfortunately, to the Marines, that purpose was: I'm going to go and become a pirate and find the One Piece, which is like his treasure, his collective treasure that he's been amassing throughout um, 
his career his, throughout his career as a yeah. pirate, as well as the idea of taking on the title of the pirate king. Yeah. So whoever finds this treasure will have owner rights to being called the pirate king. So this was a. a at least according to the story, this is a way to quell the piracy behavior that was going on in, in this world. And all it did, it was, it amped it up. It instead, amped right? it up. And then everybody yeah. came at it. And then what I loved is everybody came at it with their different style. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, just like, Hey, let's have a black, a black flag. It was like, everybody had their little twist on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like the pirate clowns yeah. or, and- you know, like the lover pirates, you know, everyone had this, their different take on it. Um, and it, it became definitely the culture uh-huh. of these people. Yeah. You know, and the idea is that, um, unfortunately, uh, pirates seem to get a bad rap because you get a lot of bad pirates. Uh, but it also seems like, especially from the character uh, Monkey D. Luffy. Who's our main character. He's our main character. And he just wants to be like, he wants like the ideal, idealness of the pirate life. Like making your own rules, being out there, sailing with your crew that have your back, kind of like looking for the found family, like desire for the family that he doesn't seem to have. Um, but as well as, yeah, we are not bad guys. We want to do good things. Now, Eddie, you're, everything that you're talking about, you're referencing the TV show, right? Um, yes. The, and so, Netflix yes. live action, right? The live action. Right. I'm only talking seen. about from that. But... I mean, just from the few episodes that I got a chance to see, like, more or less, that is what I found to be kind of the storyline that was being developed, at least in the anime. Because I covered, I watched, uh, like I said, a few episodes of the anime. Now, Roy, you're a, a teacher. Six out of a thousand. What kind of a percentage is that? That's like... So you move the decimal place over three times. So that is... So if the, yeah. Three? So, I thought it was two. So there's three zeros in a thousand. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So what was that? Point zero zero six. Point zero zero six. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's how much of this series I consumed. That is crazy. That's I can't believe there's like a thousand episodes. There's over a thousand. That's wild. Like, What's funny is um, there was a there's a big list online of like anime that have run too long, uh-huh. and like everyone's like One Piece is not on this list for a reason because One Piece oh, has so not run on too long. One that's Piece. Interesting. Yeah. So it's still going. You think it's still going strong? So it's still going strong. Um, he made an announcement about two years ago that the mm-hmm. show is going to end in five years. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, how? Like, how is it going to end in five years? You don't have that much time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. How many episodes are in there per season, uh, roughly? Do you, I mean. So One Piece is just now really doing seasons, right? They, oh. So, so what, let's talk a little bit about what a manga is. A uh-huh. manga comes from a weekly comic series in Japan. So okay. every single week, in this like comic book, different manga artists and creators have their series. Mm-hmm. So within a year, there's like what, like 42, 45 chapters that mm-hmm. they're coming out with. And so anime is just like kind of chucking them out when they can. And originally, there was no real idea of like seasons, right? Um, and I don't know when, but now Japan's really going into like the season archetype. Because what was happening is they were catching up to the manga. Because, like, one episode would be, like, four or five chapters, depending on what the series was like. So they would catch up quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's hard to say seasons. Um, I think it's on, like, 12 arcs. Um, okay, so but, you go by arcs and stuff. Yeah. Okay, got it. I'm going to defer to you because I am... Yeah, you know, the, the last arc was four years. 
The last arc took four years to finish, so. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So we know it's over a thousand episodes. So spoiler. Sorry, guys. But question for you is, so he hasn't found the One Piece yet. I'm not going to answer that. Oh, come on. Just just spoil it. Right. Oh, he yeah, doesn't I'm, have to. I'm Fine. sorry. I don't, can't answer don't that. Don't spoil it for the yeah. audience or me. You can tell me offline afterwards. Yeah, no, I'll text I don't want to know. I don't yeah, know. right? Like, why would I? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, ultimately, what is, so, why, why, why are you drawn to this anime? And more importantly, I, before we go to that one, why are you drawn to animes in general? Like, why animes versus Western art? Like, uh, you know, TV shows and stuff. Uh, like, cartoons, specifically. Okay. Um, I guess, like, first you got to start thinking about what are your gateway animes were, right? Um, and you were talking about like Sailor Moon and Pokemon. Yep, those are mine. What anime does that like other media can't really do is they create worlds and give you so much more investment in the characters, right? Like I'll, I'll think of like any Western book series or any Western series and you won't care as much about them as you do for Monkey D. Luffy, Uzumaki Naruto, right? Kurosaki Ichigo, um, they just like have a way to like sew in to the story this like amount of caring for the characters. If you look at people's like favorite One Piece moments, they're not mm-hmm. fights. They're like moments, like heartfelt moments between members of the crew. They're moments where people like have these big like growths or get past things. Um and I think that really hit me in like a couple of series. And you're kind of like always like looking for that again. And that's kind of like the, that's kind of like the strategy that Shonen Jump has. So Shonen Jump is the comic um, that One Piece debuts in. And um, all of their series. Oh, so is it like a spinoff? No, 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 no. Um, um. I want you to imagine Shonen Jump's like Marvel. Oh, right? it's like a company okay, got it, got it. That right, create, right. Right? I see. Um, so it's a company that creates these comics. And that's like the strategy. Um, Shonen literally translates for young boys, right? It's series designed for like children, for you to see yourself in these characters and for you to like really connect. And I think that's really where anime hits me. You know, you really, really connect with these characters. And my first couple of animes, like I didn't really connect with those characters, right? My first couple of animes were Dragon Ball, Card captors, Gundam. I, okay, so I was going to ask you about the because what you were mentioning about like oh you invest in the characters, uh, and you know you like these like story driven things. And for you, you mentioned that One Piece isn't about the action sequences because I will say that like I've seen six episodes, the fight sequences aren't catchy, aren't like mm-hmm. really visually interesting, as opposed to when I think of fight scenes for animes. The one that comes to mind first and foremost is Dragon Ball Z. Right, Dragon Ball Z has like these crazy long like episodes long fights Mm -hmm. sometimes that are ridiculous and stuff but uh one of the arguments that i think a lot of westerners and i'm painting in broad strokes here but westerners sometimes have of animes though is that sometimes we spend too long on like fights sometimes we spend too long on like internal monologues right i think that's like a critique that both eddie and i had for like an attack on titan where we'll spend like almost like half an episode maybe 20 minutes out of a 30 minute episode inside like one of the characters brains that they're like having an internal monologue and it's just like crazy but i understand at the same time what you mean though but you're able to create a connection though with these characters that like you wouldn't have in a westernized 
you know, cartoon. Right. Because right? I mean, when we think of westernized cartoons, I mean, what's the first Western cartoon that you comes to mind for you, Eddie? Like, you know, American or like the like, Avatar? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's like inspired last, by animation. The Last yeah. Airbender. Interesting. Uh, but interesting choice. Okay, see, uh, for me, it's like Batman, the animated series. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking Batman. I was thinking Spider Man, and I love mm-hmm. another good one. Love the Spider Man cartoon. But like, if you asked me to like recount to you things that happened in the Spider Man cartoon, I'd be like, Yeah, he fought Doc Ock in this episode. Yeah, he fought the Water Guy in this episode. If you had me recount things that happened from animes, it's like heartfelt and personal. Mm-hmm. Well, see. All right, so then maybe that's where because the dark, uh, the dark night, uh, Batman, Batman the animated series, you had some of those like moments that like you don't. It's not just like the episode, like they are actual like storytelling driven things, right? So maybe those are outliers and stuff. Just because I'm thinking like when you, I think most people when you think of like uh cartoons, I'm thinking like Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, right? Those for sure don't. You're not connecting with the characters. You're connecting to like the colors. You're connecting to the action and stuff. Sometimes the music, the laughs, the the laugh. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, okay, interesting. So now, ultimately, like, what what drives you to this anime specifically? Like, why do you like it? Because I'll tell you, for me, I actually found myself like kind of digging this anime. I'm not a big anime watcher, but mostly because there weren't those long drawn out internal monologues. Monkey is kind of a a dick. I thought he was possibly on the spectrum. Yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, that gets oh, brought up okay. a lot. That gets oh, brought up it? a lot. If, if See, Monkey Eddie, D. you always say that. The I'm just like, oh, why? Wait, why is that brought up a lot? This is the is way it, it, the way that he handles interpersonal relationships. Uh huh. Um, reminds people who are on the spectrum of themselves, yeah. and like yeah, you yeah, see yeah, that I in like that. forums. Yeah. Okay. See, I wasn't imagining that one. Because I know Eddie's always screaming at me for, like, always thinking. It's like, you always think everybody's on the spectrum. I do. Well, characters on TV, not, like. And people in real life. Okay. Now you're making me sound like a monster. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Okay. So, but, yeah. So, what draws you to this anime specifically? Because I I, I think the characters are cute. I actually, yeah, I find myself digging it. I'm not going to continue this, most likely. But it was an enjoyable watch, I'll admit. Yeah. So, I first started One Piece in high school. And I was like, all right, cool. This is fun, right? It's something new. And when I picked it up, it was already at um, Usopp's Island. And I forget what was going on. But the Black Cat Pirates were the enemies. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, like watching and being like, all right, this is fine. This is whatever. But what One Piece does really well and what um, that island did really well is it's world building, right? One Piece is a really cool world. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings-esque where there's different races and different rules and different laws, right? Like, it Mm -hmm. literally is a gigantic race through a planet. And every single one of these islands has their own rules and laws. And I think about, like, halfway through the adventure, there's this one scene where they come across, like, another group of pirates. And it's not like a... They're not not fighting. They're kind of just, like, feeling each other out. And they're kind of just, like, talking. And um, they have the one pirate crew is using technology from this one island that they visited. And then they're using a magic from an island they didn't visit. And it's like, all right, well, if we get there, like, maybe that can happen. And it's very, it's very, like, the name of the first episode, the name of the first chapter in the manga is Romance Dawn, right? Romance for Adventure. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you feel that, right? You feel, like, the wind, the adventure, the possibilities, no two pirates are having the same adventure on the way to mm-hmm. One Piece. And that's even okay. part of like the map. If you look at the map, 
it's designed so that no two pirates go to the same islands, right? So everyone's experiencing this brand new external and internal adventure. I think that's okay. what really drives me to One Piece. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives you ultimately to the anime? Oh, no, that's just the One Piece. Yeah, it's, um, oh, yeah, it's like, One Piece world, okay. yeah. Now, all right, so let's, we're going to just do a jump now, right, to let's talk a little bit about the live-action Netflix series, right? Because this came out 2013. That is mathematically, what, 24 years later? Almost a quarter of a decade after the first episode premiered of One Piece. Uh, What is your opinion on live-action adaptations of animes? Do you have one? Right. I have one. Historically, they've been bad, right? Um, I think of Dragon Ball. Everyone thinks, yeah. I asked this to my students today, and that's the first one they all said. It's like, Dragon Ball Z, enough said. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. I think of <laughs> Death Note, right? was much better than Dragon Ball, but so was, like, some bomb movements I've had. Um, you wow. know what I actually okay. appreciated? Um, the Wachowskis, when they did Speed Racer, I appreciated that. That was cute. Did you watch that? I forgot about that one. So it was a little forgettable, though. But it was visually, forgettable, but it was like fun vis- and like, yeah. yeah and like visually, it was, it was way different from what we have seen at that yeah. time period. Mm-hmm. I really exactly. remember that. Like, it did leave some sort of mark. And that's yeah. the Wachowskis for you. Like, uh, yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And that is an anime. So, yeah. Ooh, it was a good adaptation. 20th Century Boys. Um, it's a long manga. I want to say like maybe 200, 300 chapters. And they got okay. a three-movie adaptation that is beautiful and really, really good. So it has now, been done an, before. Is this an Asian adaptation, though? Is it like a... Yeah, yeah Asian, Asian actors. Ad- okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I don't think American adaptations of, ma- of so mangas well. tend to have... Yeah, they don't tend to work well. And I think a lot of that comes down to historically bad casting, right? Because yeah. I think ultimately the biggest problem that we have with... Uh, Dragon Ball Z was just like, you cast like this skinny white guy to be Goku, A, right? I think that was like the big missed opportunity on the studio, but they were trying to appeal to American audiences, so that's understandable. Uh, Eon Flux, I think, is another anime that had like a terrible, terrible reception. That was... Charlie Theron, right? I think it was Charlie Theron, which yeah. is a Ghost in the Shell. That's Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. That's I, heard, I heard it was that, atrocious. Of the, so the big controversial statement on that one was just that she... I think she said that she should be allowed to play Asian characters. Uh, I had one of my friends defend that one because he says, like, well, she was a robot, so it doesn't really matter. She wasn't Asian, per se, right? She could have been anything. But it was still, I don't know. There was still a level of disrespect when you just cast, like, a white woman to what? play. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the thing for Dragon opinion. Ball is that Goku's not just Goku, right? He's representation of a very famous, like, Japanese character, right? He's the Monkey King. Um, and I think oh, that's where the missed that opportunity. A, oh yeah, hundred percent. I didn't know that was a. I didn't. That's a Japanese thing. Yeah. Um, oh. And wait, so is so is Luffy. Oh, it's Chinese. Sorry, it's Chinese. But so is Luffy. Luffy's also a representation of the Monkey King. Oh, is he? Because mm-hmm. I thought isn't Luffy Brazilian according yeah. to the creator? He, he right. So to the creator, Monkey D. Luffy is a Brazilian like person, which is like actually really cute and interesting. He and he yeah, actually had like... races built out for all like the. Mm-hmm. Um, all the uh, members of the crew. Yes, during yeah. my uh, class break today, I was asking the students uh, like to give me some knowledge of of One Piece, right? Because they actually, uh, shockingly, uh, the ones that do like anime, this was like so far has been their favorite live action anime adaptation, mm-hmm. which is interesting because the reviews for it 
from a critical standpoint, weren't very strong. They were kind of middling at best. The main complaint was just like, oh, it feels repetitive. It's just like kind of giving you what we've already seen in the anime. I guess the counter argument to that, at least according to the students, is like, yeah, that's kind of what we wanted. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. all right, we're going to kick this off. So, Eddie, you are a fan of this of this live-action adaptation from Netflix. Let me give you a little bit of history here. The show came out in 2023. I think the first episode dropped on August 31st. Wow. I can't believe it's been that long already. And it was first announced in 2017. So, how many years is that? That's almost five years. Five years, yeah. No, six years. Yeah, six years and stuff. Uh, it wasn't ordered by Netflix until January of 2020, so right before the pandemic. So I'm assuming they had some uh, problems there with, uh, with developing it, yeah, because of COVID and stuff. So here we are now in 2023. It's premiered. And I think, if I remember correctly, it was like one of their most watched shows. Like it beat out Wednesday, which had just taken that title not that long ago. Uh, so this was a really, really hot hotly anticipated uh property and it's been very very well received by fans all right now roy you're a fan what was your reception of the show initially i thought it was good i thought it was fun i love their monkey d luffy right mm-hmm. um he is one of my favorite characters of course and i thought the kid was hilarious the kid was adorable he brought a lot of that monkey d luffy like whatever the fuck happens happen can i curse on this whatever happens happens um like energy right into this world luffy is unhinged luffy is weird luffy doesn't really care about consequences luffy loves his friends and i think he hit all that really really well um the rest of the cast i thought was good i thought they were they were they were okay um yeah okay just okay i'll tell you yeah who i think kind of when I watch, because I watch them in reverse, right? I watch the live action first and then watch mm-hmm. the anime. That's how I usually do my things on this podcast. Right. Uh, but I, the one that I thought Cassie was just like spot on superb is the son of the Metal Jaw guy. Yes. Okay. Agreed. When I saw yeah. the, him on the an, uh, in the anime, I was just like, oh, wow, that was perfectly cast. Like that. Yeah, he did talk well. about like capturing that douchiness mm-hmm. in like a human form. And yeah, I actually do. So I actually liked a lot of the cast in this one. I think my least favorite one was probably uh, the actress who plays, oh, what's her name? Sophie? Nami. Uh, Nami, yeah. I think she might have been, in my opinion, the weakest out of the main cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the strongest one was obviously the young guy who plays Luffy. He is played by, what? hang on, let me get his name. Oh, Inaki Godi? Godi. Godi, yeah. Uh, Inaki Godi. This is his uh, debut role. At least, yeah, he's a Mexican actor. Uh, and this is like his big breakout role. And, you know, I think he he killed it in this character. Because mm-hmm. it's interesting. And this is where I have to commend the show's writing and his performance. This is a character that could get corny very quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he never crossed that threshold. And that's, like, something I have to ask, like, in general just for the show. Like, I don't know how they were able to kind of keep that, like, upbeat kind of, like, positivity in a show without ever really overfeeling corny. Like, yeah, there were times that I felt it was a little cringy, but it still worked in the show. I don't know. So, Eddie, I mean, I complained to you about this and stuff. So, what are your – like, why do you think – like, what do you think – how – what what was that magic? I, I think because it really came out so sincere – Mm-hmm. So when we talk about those heartfelt moments, um, 
that we look for or, you know, that Roy spoke about. Um, there was something about his kind of approach to people and to life. Um, he wanted people to seek out their best version of themselves and to live out like go follow your dream, you know, and that always came out as especially the way the actor portrayed it as sincere, as really heartfelt, as really like um, Monkey D. Luffy was like your biggest fan in you seeking out your dream mm -hmm. too. And that just what even one of the characters said, it's like it becomes contagious mm. because even the, his his crew, which started out was like, we're not a crew. Yeah. You know, we're not a crew. We're not, you know, like, you know, we don't want anything to do with this. Um, but then the way he treated them and how consistent he was in in his uh, behavior with them uh, opened up the possibilities of them thinking of themselves as something more, that they had more options, that they can fulfill those things that they wanted to do, whether it's to be the best swordsman, um, to be a great navigator, to be to find what is the blue sea? All blue. Is that uh, the grand line? Oh, the all blue. Oh, the all blue. I thought you were looking for the grand line. No, no, that the, the chef. The chef is looking for oh, the all oh, blue. Oh, oh, okay. Um, or or to um, what was the the one that's the son of a pirate? He wants to be the best liar. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> sniper. Just, uh, the, no, I, he wants to be the bravest. Mm, he wants okay. to be the ba the bravest pirate. Um. So which one is that? The the blonde kid? No, Usopp. no, no. no. The Usopp, black kid. Yeah, the black that's kid. the blonde kid. Usopp. Yeah. No, no. He's Who black. He's black. The one with the slingshot. Uh, towards the end of the series. Uh, no, mid. Mid. Okay, got it. I don't remember him, but yeah. all right, go on. Um. So it it just I I think because his behavior was consistent, and 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 just a portrayal of of sincerity uh throughout it mm -hmm. i i just felt like it gave the certain amount of humor too um that it didn't if it didn't feel fake it didn't feel corny it felt um uh genuine mm -hmm. roy genuine thoughts i don't know like agree disagree yeah, I think that I going to literally restate everything Eddie said, right? If you want to be Monkey D. Luffy, if you want to have people connect with you in the way Monkey D. Luffy is, you have to be genuine, right? In 1,000 episodes, everyone who meets Monkey D. Luffy is like, yo, if you become King of the Pirates, I will follow you. You know, he just like has that kind of like vibe. Yeah, but why does that translate so well in live action? Like, or at least why was this show able to capture it, I guess, right? right. I understand why it works in an, in an animated feature, in an animated format. I understand why it works in a manga. But, like, it sh in my opinion, it, it shouldn't. shouldn't work right. in a live action because it's um, it's borderline saccharine. Mm, I see what you're saying. And it's funny because you and I have, like, that debate because, you know, I DM that way, right? Um, right. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and I'll say it because that kid... There's something a little bit off with him, with that actor. That's why. Mm. I'll, I'll watch the interviews, and you'll see he... the way they interact together, and he is so genuine as a person, yeah. right? Uh... Yeah, so, okay. like, you see the way he interacts with them, and, like, they're literally holding him, you know? Like, these are just regular yeah. actors, 
and yeah. like they're just like talking in, a, in an interview and these are like they're holding him and they're like really close to him and they're leaning their heads on him yeah mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. think this is phenomenal casting watch it so, yeah. uh, watch some yeah. of their interviews yeah. and watch like like as like it goes on if they're sitting on a couch you know they like put their hands on him they'll lean on him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's so true i noticed that right away there was uh, one interview they were they were doing the whole cast and I think he, he was he speaking about his experience and he started tearing up. Oh, he started tearing up and they all ran to him. They yep. all reached out to him. Really? And like they I mean, one guy did like that intimate thing where he put his forehead to his forehead, mm-hmm. you know, and I just thought that that was just like there's, there's something about this particular actor that kind of draws that draws people in draws uh you you want to be part of this energy yeah uh that he emits and that radiates in what a monkey d luffy is about you know he's about when you're around him there's possibilities Hmm. when you on on his ship there is family there's found family there is belonging Mm -hmm. you know but more than just to belong um is also to identify who you really are to mm-hmm. within your like yourself. Right. You know, not just to belong, but to to find your uniqueness uh, among this this group of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you guys are both right. I think it's ultimately about the casting. And this this he is the lead and he is able to really, really hold down the fort as the lead actor in this show, which again I'm still holding on to my argument. This is it could be borderline saccharine, but for some reason it just works. They they struck gold with this actor. Which I guess I want to bring it our attentions to just another anime that we had covered not that long ago, but it or actually I guess it was maybe a, a last year, two years ago maybe. It was Cowboy Bebop, right? Because I think that will show suffered the most because of casting. Predominantly John Cho, uh John Cho. Uh, as the lead he just didn't have that cool factor that was necessary for that character and it it sucks to say because like he's a great actor but like he just could not deliver in that role i think the show suffered for it whereas here we have the opposite problem right like this one they were able to have a nice balance with uh with that with that actor who they found uh i think the other point that i really found myself enjoying about the show is actually the action sequences were very well thought out they weren't all they didn't all have like these crazy edits right where we just see like cutting we're cutting away from the action you which is usually a sign of like bad fight choreography here the camera held on sometimes the long extended sequences at a time which i appreciated as like a a a filmmaker because i think that's my biggest gripe with some of the modern day filming techniques we keep editing away to kind of keep uh, the attention, the short attention span of the audience, but I've always been in the mindset of just like art, like audience attention spans are not that, aren't so short if you're showing them something that in- that's interesting to watch. So I think some of the fight sequences here were actually like really, really well done. Uh, particularly the one where Rorono, 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 uh, Rorono, uh, he's he's fighting the uh, the guy in that like long jacket, the other great swordsman and stuff. That was like a great fight in my opinion. I think it was just well thought out, well art, like well executed, and uh, it doesn't help that the other guy was kind of low key sexy in that uh, pirate outfit. He looked like a dirty, smelly pirate, but like the good kind. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think of the fight sequences and and the set pieces? Because there was a lot of 
wonderful set design in this in this in this show. I mean, what I mean, you know, I'm the, I know I'm like the filmmaker out of the three of us here, but like, does that have an impact on you guys as like, you know, consumers of the medium? I've, I guess for me, uh, it it did a show for me. Uh, not not comparing not comparing to the anime, but more comparing to my experience with these kind of movies. It does give the sense that this is a unique world. Uh, that this is you know, and that this world does have this feel of, oh yeah, this is a world where people interact, and like islanders, mm-hmm. you know, um. So there, and so there is, you know, that, you know, that sense. Um, what was the other thing besides the set pieces? What were we talking about? I was talking about the set pieces, the yeah. combat, the fight sequences. Yeah, I thought, I thought those were cool too. Yeah. I very much, I thought, um, yeah, I did very much in, enjoy them. Yeah. You know? Uh, but like Roy said, like what I do remember was when they would have these moments where they would just, give each other encouragement Mm -hmm. you know there was that when when nomi um when this when it was the episode about her where you reveal about her past and about her town Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and then she turns to um to luffy and she says you know in in her lowest moment she turns to him and says help me you know and he gives her his hat and Mm -hmm. he says of course of course, I'm gonna help you. Oh right, after too. like, and I was seen, just yeah, like, that was so I was like, I'm teary eyed right now just thinking about it because it it, it this is a, a character that was, um, keeping her, a uh, vulnerability locked up. She was putting up so many walls, mm-hmm. and at that moment, she became so vulnerable, uh, to him, and it was like, I I need you, mm-hmm. you know. I I didn't think I needed anybody. But I need you. And he was like, I got you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, no hesitation. I got you. Again, what I would argue could be saccharine, but it worked in the show. It just worked. It just worked. It's mind boggling to me, like how much uh, some of the stuff in this show worked. And like, I understand why like it's resonated with audience and stuff, because like I mentioned uh, my students in my uh, my media in American society class, like they really, really enjoyed this this anime adaptation and stuff. Uh, Roy, any thoughts in terms of the set pieces or, or fight sequences or anything else you want to like bring up to our attention? Um, yeah, I think that the set pieces very, very well done, right? I think of Buggy's mm. ship and then like the, mm. the three rings and even when the walls came down, I thought it was very, very well done. Very, very cool. Especially for a character like Buggy who's kind of supposed to be like a joke and like by putting so much detail into it, really elevated that character. Uh, as far as like mm-hmm. fight choreography, again, I can always like take or leave fight choreography. I've seen like mm-hmm. there's some pretty good shows that have horrendous fight choreography, right? Uh, I think of mm-hmm. my Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think of um, Arrow. Buffy had great. It really did not. Uh, every time, every time I look back, it's budget. Yeah, true. First budget, fine, fine. This is a stay. This was a WB turned CW turned UPN show. Like they, that budget was shoestring. True. Very right? true. This show, right? <laughs> right. Um, but I think, um, I think Eddie's right. Right. That's, that's like fighting wasn't isn't what's important in One Piece. Oda even says it right. Oda was competing with two fight series to be the number one anime at the time, to be the number one manga at the time. 
it was competing with Naruto and Bleach. And he was like, oh, why am I in this category? This isn't a battle anime. Mm -hmm. This is an adventure anime. And this is an anime Mm -hmm. about heart. And earlier when I was talking about scenes, that was one of the scenes I was talking about. The scene where Luffy puts his hat on Nami's head and she's crying Mm -hmm. is like one of the most famous One Piece scenes of all time. You see it on Mm t-shirts, you see it on posters, people draw it, people sketch it all the time. It was in the background on my phone for years. It's a great scene. And like, it's just like assumed that who is it? That Sanji, Usopp, and Zoro are just going to follow him into Arlong Park for this fight, right? He's like, let's go, guys. Mm-hmm. And it's just such like, that is One Piece, right? And there's tons of mm-hmm. scenes like that in the show because it's all about heart. He goes to a new island. He saves new people. He makes amazing friends, you know? And, like, he, like, really makes a difference. He, like, shakes up mm-hmm. this pirate world. Yeah. Yeah, he, he starts making a name for himself, for sure. Now... Uh, we talked. We were talking about set pieces. Just it's believed. It is rumored that each episode costs about seventeen point two seven million. Uh, seventeen point twenty seven million dollars. All right, per episode. So that would bring out a budget of about one hundred thirty eight million for this show alone, which is staggering. Uh, like, and this is like uh, I would argue one of the reasons why Netflix is like just. They're just burning money. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you need to spend that much money on a TV show, but it paid off because it, it was off. one of the most watched TV shows in uh, currently on Netflix at, you know, at the time when it came out. So, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. And Monkey DeLuffy now is afloat on the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Shut up. Is yep. he really? Yep. He's gonna be. That's gonna be cute. Is it gonna be the? An, I assume it's the anime version. Yeah, it's right? the anime version. Is he gonna have a t-shirt underneath? Because I feel it might be inappropriate to have just a vested teenager. Is he a teen? He's a teenager, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a, inappropriate to have a vested teenager just like walking around the streets of uh, New York City. Something could happen to him. Guys, laugh. It's a joke. Jesus. I know. Oh my God. I swear. Sometimes <laughs> I waste comedy gold on you guys. Uh, I don't think I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to point out other than like, I mean, for me, like the main reason I'm stuck on the show is just like, I just, I, I wish I knew how, how this worked and stuff. And I don't know. Is there anything you guys want to say before I bring you up? Like some closing questions that I do have for you guys. I find the relationship this, that the foil almost is his grandfather mm. in this, who he's the namesake of. So uh, it's very interesting. Like his his grandfather is like head of all the Marines uh-huh. and against all pirates. And here Monkey the Luffy is striving to be the king of all, of the, all pirate. the pirates. Yeah. I will say I did enjoy the actor's performance. I don't know. That accent was I don't know if that's like a put on accent or whatnot, but it's a little on the cartoonish side. But it worked, in my opinion. Low key, I kind of wish it was Alec Baldwin a little bit who was doing this role. I don't know why he gave me Alec Baldwin's vibes, and I kept wishing it was just like, oh god, what I would give to see Alec Baldwin like in this scene. So, uh, just say just just random thoughts that I had as I was watching this. Now, I had a question for you guys, uh, leading up to the success of like of One Piece, right? Because let's be real, it's it's a success. It's been signed, uh, picked up for a second season. They haven't been able to do any filming because of the strike. But now that it's over, you know, I'm assuming they're going to get rolling on it. But 
do does the success and like the execution of the show give you hope for other Netflix live action adaptations, specifically the one that I've been dying for, Sailor which Moon. is Avatar: The Last Airbender. There's a what? There's a Sailor Moon. No, I thought that's what you were gonna out? say. No. Oh no, I'm waiting. I've been waiting for uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. They promised it to me like three years ago. No, the, the trailer just dropped. No way! A trailer yeah. dropped. Yeah. Over to the teaser. Oh, I know that. A trailer. <gasps> uh, I haven't trailer. even seen it. All right. Well, now I'm yeah. going to check out the trailer. Uh, yeah. So thoughts? Anyone like? I mean, does it give you hope? Does it give you? What are you so worried? Are you so nervous? Uh, cautiously optimistic? Like what happens? Because there's only one success, but they did give us Death Note, which was I think an atrocity, and and uh, Cowboy Bebop, which I think was a disappointment. I don't even know how many others they've given us, but like those two that come to mind is just like this is not a good track record. So, so what I'll Netflix. say is when this was first getting all this like good publicity, I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch it. And my thought was, my thought oh. was, why create live actions in the first place to these animes? Mm, okay. And then when people started to like watch One Piece and really connect with it, I was like, okay, that's what that's the reason. The reason we're creating live actions is for people Mm -hmm. who wouldn't normally watch anime to see a little bit of this world. So like my dad, my dad watched anime. My dad Mm. watched anime in like the 80s and the 70s. He watched a lot of the mech series. Mm -hmm. And he was like, there's no freaking way I'm ever going to watch One Piece. And he watched the live action, all of it, and like really, really enjoyed it. And it was one of the people who told me to watch it. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. And so I guess if that's the question, if that's the reason we're doing this to make it so that other people can experience these worlds, I would say it does give me hope, but it's like, let's not do it for the sake of making a live action. Let's create live actions for the sake of being like, all right, here's a story I want to tell and reach these target audience. So let's do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say this, uh, this live action adaptation also had a lot of help. It had a lot of, from my understanding, it had guidance from the creator. Like he gave the green light. He gave some input. I think he gave them like insider notes on things that like he didn't explore in the show and the anime or in the manga that like was alluded to that like they made canon in like the, in this show. According to my students, this is, I'm getting this secondhand information from my students. Uh, but that is another reason that they think it's more successful than some of these other adaptations that I don't think have had as much creative input from the original, the source creators, right? Which is why I was bringing up The Last Airbender because that one initially started out with the blessing and the cooperation of the original creators, uh, and then that fell apart, right? Like, they're no longer working on the show, which I think is already a red flag in my opinion. So, Eddie, I mean, cautiously optimistic. Are you looking forward to like live uh, a live action one? Uh, me? Oh yeah, like yeah. the live, uh, like Airbender, because this is a Netflix. You know, it's one of the Netflix live action adaptations is coming out soon. I'm gonna give it a chance. You're gonna give it a chance. I'm okay. gonna give it a chance. Probably also because it's part of the our podcast, so we're gonna cover it. And um, no, I I mean, I really love that story. Mm-hmm. I really love the Avatar Airbender world. Um, the Avatar world. So I, uh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, and see where it goes. All right. And Roy, you have mentioned something that I think caught my attention. I wanted to like just come back to. You said that you 
So you didn't watch this show. Like, when you heard that this show was dropping, right? Like, it was announced. I think they dropped the trailer, like, months ago or, like, a month ago uh, before it actually dropped. You had no interest in seeing the live-action adaptation. I had every intention of skipping it, correct? Interesting. And why was that? Because I didn't need to. Is it because of the track record? I didn't, you didn't need it. I didn't need it, right? Um, uh-huh. I didn't need to watch it because I was like, all right, like, why are they doing this? What are they doing it for? But then mm-hmm. when like people start to say like, really resonate with it, I was like, all right, let me see what they're doing, right? And mm-hmm. it really got me thinking about like the future of live actions. And I wonder mm-hmm. about mangas that got turned into animes and the anime wasn't successful. Um, because it's, it's the same story, right? Here's an anime mm-hmm. getting turned into a live action and it's not being successful. So maybe we're moving into like a new world where it is possible mm-hmm. to tell these stories really well. And it's funny because I started mm-hmm. thinking about what are series that are good candidates to turn into animes. And I've got like a whole list because there are, there are some there are some whose animes I think there's some whose animes I think failed and whose uh-huh. animes stopped prematurely. So my number one, which I think would make an amazing live action, would be the series uh-huh. called Fire Force. Um, Never heard of it, but go on. It's firefighters, right? <laughs> it's like a <laughs> anime. Are they literal firefighters? Yeah, literal firefighters, but okay. an anime world where the the enemies are humans who turn into these fire monsters. So it's kind of like zombie apocalypse meets like firefighters. So randomly oh, humans okay. turn into these fire monsters and the fire department has to fight them. And some people some people like the anime. A lot of people are like this anime is not doing anything new and it's a little lame and they love the manga. And I think it would make a really good live action. And it's got a little Actually, bit of like political yeah. intrigue and drama and like um like the fire department runs the government. And like, yeah, it's. I think it'd be a phenomenal live action. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking already like as a creative, like for a Western audience, yep. like you're already appealing to an inherent base there, right? Like we always have nothing but the utmost respect for our firefighters, mm-hmm. our first responders, right? So like already right there, building a world around this, you might get some interest. So that would be an interesting one. I've never heard of this one. That sounds like yeah. a fascinating world. Uh, yeah, the manga did really well. The manga did really and well. I, and the anime is like hit or miss for some people. Yeah, and I think you're right though. Like I, I don't disagree with you, right? Like I do think that like if uh if you have a successful anime, why bother? Pick up a unsuccessful one and remake that. Yeah. Right. Like I think that's. I mean, I've been arguing this on this podcast for a while now. I think, but it's like, why are we remaking like movies that were really, really good and trying to? Why are we trying to make? Why are we trying to make great movies better? Why are we not trying to take like? movies that had great ideas but were terrible mm-hmm. and try to redo those, right? That's how I think we should be as a society looking at remakes and reboots. But no, Hollywood is constantly just trying to give us franchises and stuff, and that's why we're here yeah. complaining all the time, specifically me. <laughs> uh, what uh, Do you have another anime that you would like well, there's, consider? There's some who the manga got turned into an anime and the anime failed. And mm-hmm. my favorite example is my favorite manga of all time is Air Gear. And... Um, mm-hmm. Not too far future, and it's uh, rollerblades, right? So everyone has these air tracks called rollerblades, and they do tricks. And it's, again, it's like a competitive sport. And mm-hmm. it's, like, a really cool, like, if you ever play the video game Jet Set Radio Future, um, but you there's, like, different gangs of rollerbladers, um, and they, like, tag different areas, and they have different, like, locales that they defend. So like Warriors meets Jet Set Radio Future or Warriors isn't that the meets... plot of Isn't that the plot of Xanadu? I don't know Xanadu. Oh. Is you don't know Xanadu? No, the rollerblades. 
They are rollerblades. And there's Turf Wars on rollerblades? I think it is. Oh. If it's not, it no, should be. No, babe, no, no. No? All right. Well, they should make. That should be the remake that we do. Oh, it should be Turf Wars meets a musical meets uh, live action. I think that's it. I'm making it a pitch right now. It sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I was just curious to get your opinions on like live action adaptations just in general because you, like you mentioned, you are a fan of these animes, but you already were planning on skipping it. Did you skip Cowboy Bebop or were you excited for it? I saw episode one um, and then uh-huh. I never got back to it. Did you see Death Note? I did not. Probably saw like 15 minutes of Death Note. Uh, uh, and I thought the Netflix. 15 minutes I saw were, I thought were good. But I saw the mm-hmm. Japanese Death Note uh, remake movie, oh. not the Netflix one. Okay, yeah, no, I saw parts of the Netflix one. Like, I started watching it. I'm just like, this is terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> watch it just, at all. Uh, yeah, we, this was like before we had the podcast. Yeah, so the other, I forgot to mention this. This is, doesn't qualify for our news, but like, I feel like only the three of us might care. Uh, they announced, my students are the ones who told me this news, but they officially announced a Legend of Zelda movie. Can you believe? I can't believe. I'm mad. Because they're doing it live action. I'm just like, why? Why? Make it an anime. Look at how beautiful that Super Mario movie was. Why are we going to waste our time doing a live action? Make it animation. Be weird with it. Make it like Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know. I I think despite the successes of One Piece being a very, very faithful and like kind of really enjoyable and uh, live action adaptation, I think it's the outlier. It's not... It is not the it is not the rule. So that's why when my students told me that they're they're doing a Legend of Zelda, I got nervous. I'm just like, why? It's it seems like it's a it's it's a risk that's just not worth taking because, I mean, who are you gonna cast to be Link? No matter who you cast, you're gonna hate him. Let's be real. You know, you're never gonna be happy with whoever they cast as Link, and you're never gonna be happy with who they cast as Zelda. I don't know. I think it's just like this is disaster in the writing. So let's hear it. Who do you cast as Link right now? Go. I mean, years ago, I would have cast Orlando Bloom because he was Legolas, right? But he's a little aged out now, so I don't know. I don't know, like, many young twinkish actors. Mm -hmm. Do you? What's his name? The French kid, the curly hair from Little Women. All right, you're... Timothy Chalamet? What? He's not blonde. There's nothing we can do about that, no i don't want i need a real oh, blonde. okay he needs to be a real real blonde or no no dice no not timothy chalamet i also don't like timothy chalamet's like features they're very bird-like in my and opinion. links aren't links a little <laughs> elven creature yeah he is i don't know i don't know who i would cast. who would you cast as zelda like with our luck it'll be like hey <laughs> oh Actually, I could see that. I could see Haley Bieber I could too. crushing it as Zelda in this weird, like, aloof, I could not see that. What that, kind that of, like, staring that. out the window, like the childlike empress in never ending story. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Is Link here? <laughs> but, Roy, what's making you happy right now? Ooh, um, speaking of anime, and I, I know I just said I'm not watching anime, <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen season two. Um, it's really, really good. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen as an anime is really good. So if you're looking for a good anime, um, it's more action than adventure, but it's phenomenal. It's a lot of fun. Um, as far as mangas, read 20th Century Boys. It's a lot of fun. It's a murder mystery, kind of a murder mystery. Um, I'll give you my 20th Century Boys pitch, and you guys have to listen to okay, it. Fine. I want Eddie to read this. 
Um, in like sixth grade, a group of boys did the boy thing and created a notebook about how they would take over the world. And they put stupid things like robots and viruses and lasers, right? Mm -hmm. And they grow up like 15, 20 years later. And one of the boys realizes, as he's an adult, that these things are coming true. Mm. So somebody in his friend group 15 years ago is trying to take over the world using the things they did in sixth grade. And he's kind of like interviewing all of his friends to figure out which one of them it is. And it's a lot of fun. And the world is literally devolving into chaos and ending and he's as he's trying to like figure it out mm, that sounds what's it called phenomenal series 20th century boys it's a manga, it's a manga yeah. yeah it's got a, it does have a live action adaptation we're talking about okay. um yeah is it okay it's really good check it out. Um, that, that 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 sounds interesting are you getting your manga like from amazon like how are you getting i i used to so i have a viz media account mm. and so for two dollars a month Unlimited access to all the Shonen Jump manga. Okay, is that how? Is that how people get them now? How, That's how I get I mean, it. How do people, people used to get, get it back it. in the day? Like, did you? I feel like they used to buy Weekly Jump or Monthly Jump. I don't. Which is the com? Which is the magazine they come oh. out? So Weekly Jump, all the all the manga that come out in a uh-huh. week. Monthly Jump, all them. And there's different companies besides Jump, right? right that have their their own um, series, and some of those are phenomenal. Yeah. 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 All right, got it. Roy, thank you so much for being on this episode. My today. pleasure. Thank you, Roy. Um, it was a pleasure having you. And thank you for actually walking us through a lot of like uh One Piece and stuff. Like I think you you helped us understand a little bit more and like its appeal. Uh where can our listeners find you? Nowhere. Not doing or on anything. No, no social media? Oh, that's right. I do okay. have a social well, media. I had a I had a bird Instagram, but I don't use it. Fantastic birds, where to mm. find them? You want to learn about woodpeckers? Mm-hmm. Go to it. Um, it's really it. You also had a TikTok. Oh, I do have a TikTok. I saw that. I don't video. even know. I don't you even do. know what my yeah. TikTok handle is. I think it's the same thing. Fantastic birds. It's definitely not. It predates that. It's like it's like oh. my name. Your TikTok is old. Oh yeah, it's like Roy oh. Philly Channel fifty five. Hold on, let me check right now. No, don't check right now. I'm yeah. Already checking. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh. He had a funny video that he filmed with his students. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I always felt like that was... I felt like I needed to report him to the education system because I think it was a fire hazard at one point. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember this? All right, I got it. It's Roy Feli Channel 555. Okay. So Follow him on TikTok. TikTok. You'll see that one video of him performing Celine Dion or lip syncing to it. That was a good video, Roy. No big deal. No big deal. I mean, no, those are hard to do. I couldn't. You know, so I'm sh- I'm sure you can. No. Oh, thank you, thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us. Our Instagram is Remakes Reboots Revivals. Hit us up there. You can always email us. Our email is Remakes Reboots Revivals at gmail dot com. If whatever platform you are listening to this app, please leave us a review. Don't base it just on today's episode, but base it on previous episodes because I'll admit, sometimes I don't give the best energy compared to Nicole. I've heard the complaints. I'm listening. I'm taking it in one ear and you know what? I'm furious about it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. Just airing out my grievances right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, that is it. Uh, so Roy, once again, thank you for joining us. And uh, my pleasure guys. With that said, until next time, stay, stay unoriginal. Unoriginal.
Oh, am I supposed to say that too? Stay unoriginal? Or? No, 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 no that's, 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 that's for the Stay unoriginal.